Welcome to the You Get Today podcast, where we highlight ordinary people who faced extraordinary challenges in life and found a way to overcome. We hope their stories will encourage you that you are not alone in whatever pain you're facing and that today is yours to make amazing. I'm your host, Rachel, and today's guest is my good friend, Marie. Marie and I met when she began attending my fitness classes, and I've watched her transform on both the inside and outside into a more confident and strong woman on a whole other level. Marie has had a lifelong journey with food and fitness, and I'll know you'll both relate and be encouraged by her story. So Marie, we're gonna start with your brag sheet. And I know there's other ones on here, so I'm just gonna ask you anyway. Uh, Marie did not graduate high school. I didn't know this. She quit when she was 16 and then went back to night school and got her GED when she was 21. Mm-hmm. Was that, I mean, was that pretty low key or was that a big challenge? Like, it was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is huge. Yeah. Good for you. At 22, she took a year of Montessori child education classes before she quit to be a stay-at-home mom. She loves being a mom and grandma. Grandma to two, correct? Three. And, oh, that's right, I forget. Two girls and a boy. And then mom to two? One and a one bonus son. Okay. She overcame alcoholism and has been sober since June of 2015. Almost 10 years. Uh, you lost 100 pounds and have kept it off for almost nine years. That's crazy because I didn't know when you were coming to classes, I didn't know you'd lost all that until you sent me some pictures. It's crazy. Um, she's proud of stretching herself by running and then by running in races. And recently she became a registered yoga teacher. That's so cool. Like really recently. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day. Chris, woo! Hey, that's a good, that was a good time to do it because you'll never forget, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Marie, we usually start by like background. So give me an idea of uh, kind of where you grew up, family, and then getting married, all that jive. Okay, so I grew up in Mishawaka, South Bend area. Okay. My two very, two very young parents. My mom was 16 when she had my brother, 17 when she had me. Wow. My dad was then 18 and 19. Okay. So they were just two young teenage parents and things did not go well. Yeah. As things usually don't when you're that young. Oh my gosh, yes. And so they split up somewhere between the ages of six and eight. Okay. Like there was a couple year thing going on and yeah, it was. And so then with mom, were you always with your mom? No. Okay. You know, so we ended up with her, my brother. It was just my brother and me okay. to begin with, and he's one year older than me. So, and so it was us, and we went with her to live with Grandma okay. when the divorce happened. And Dad went, not really sure. He kind of wasn't around. And he was out of our lives, in and out of our lives, until 10 or 12, around that age. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have a relationship with him. And then Mom wasn't home. She was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. so she was out, and there was a lot of just grandma was there, but she was working, and there was a lot of raising yeah. ourselves. Sure. We, re- we really did. We raised ourselves. It was a lot of um, children should be seen and not heard. Yeah. So there was yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. So now, we're, are you still pretty close to your brother? I mean, did that kind of solidify your whole... No, we were when we were growing up, and right now he is unfortunately very, very addicted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when did you first start, like, the whole realizing that you were 
having an issue with drinking and even just starting drinking. When did that start? 12 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 12 years old is when we first started um, experimenting with whoever would give us any kind of liquor. Yeah. And all the things that went along with the partying and yeah, yeah. all that. So that was... And now how, what happened when you dropped out at 16? Did you know Pete by the time, that time? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alcoholism, let me get back to that. Alcoholism runs really deep in both sides of my family, my mother's and my father's. So for me, it was the norm growing up. Sure. To, I mean, it was like, okay, the family functions, what are we going to drink? Who's going to bring the wine to this? Who's going to, you know, it was always centered around alcohol and drinking my whole life. So... As I grew up, I'm like, okay, that's what you do. Yeah. And you go out. And then it just manifested. And then after I became a mom, it was the, let's go have mimosas on Saturday with the girls. Right. And that just steamrolled into Sunday morning, 11 o'clock coffee cup with the wine. Mm -hmm. And it was ugly at the end. But yeah. Yeah. So could you tell immediately, like, do you remember like your first drink or do you feel like it was more... I drank more. It was a progression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, throughout life it was because there was stopping and starting times. Okay. And there was a lot of that, but at the end of the last 10 years, like from 30 and 35 to 40 there, it was, it was ugly. Yeah. And did you like, is there a moment where you were like, because I, I've talked with other alcoholics and they say, there's a real struggle to just finally say, I can't handle it at all. None. Or they're like, I can handle it, but it slowly gets to be more and more and more and more and more. Like, do you remember a moment where you were like, I, there's just going to have to be none? Yeah, I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was it was one of those moments of, I was just so tired of waking up that way. Yeah. I was so tired of just always being so just blah in yeah. life and yeah. just masking it with alcohol. Just, I didn't have to deal with all that stuff if I just drank it away. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I think it's funny, too, because there, there is that norm of, like, when you're around a certain group, it's like, what are we going to bring to this? What are we – did that make – were there, like, certain friends that you kind of had to limit contact with? Because, I mean, that's a big life change. I lost a lot of people. That that's just kind of what they did when they got together. But it's okay, I feel, now, because those people weren't there for me. Right. And I don't think I was there for them. Sure. And to tell you that you had a problem. Yeah, and none of them did, but everybody sure did pipe up when I got sober. Yeah. And they're like, well, what's going on now? And why are you so much better? You know, it it was a lot. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, and losing friends was the worst part, I think. Yeah. Because I thought... You were my friend. I like we were one for so long, and now like I'm not different. I'm right. better. Just not doing. So- yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one thing that kind of brings you together. Yeah, that's hard. So now, when was it pretty? Was it just like one day you just said no more drink, or did it kind of have to like wean yourself off? No, it, it was. Um, there was a lot of stopping and going at that point, and then it was just waking up that morning, and I had thrown up the whole night, and I just was just in a horrible, horrible, lowest place of my life, mm-hmm. and I just looked at Pete, and I said, I can't. I just can't do this, and I don't know what it was that morning, and it just clicked. Yeah. I've never touched it again. I maybe thought about it after the first couple months. Okay. But there's never been a part of me that has ever wanted to go back. 
Isn't that nuts? I know, and I still to this day, I think, I don't know what it was, but pulled me through. God, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think what's really interesting in that, and I've talked with other, like, people with different addictions, like the food kind of thing, and they'll, it's almost a, I started and stopped. I tried this, I tried that, I tried it. But then one time, mm-hmm. and I see, I try to use that as an encouragement, like, keep stopping. Like, one time it will stick. Yeah, one of those times. Yeah, and it's so discouraging because you're like, I've tried that, I've tried that. But it's like, but you didn't try it today, in this season, with different support, in a different place. I like that, in this season, because I feel like you have to be ready for it. Oh, yeah. And you never know when it's going to stick for 10 years. Like (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the food and fitness thing because... A lot of people listening, obviously, are our friends who have done our classes, all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting that, like, when you even first came to me, you had been running. And there was this typical, like, I don't know if I want to strength train because... And I don't even remember if it was bulking or whatever, but you were just kind of like... And it's actually had the opposite. Like, you've become so toned, so different, a whole nother level. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, they'll be like, what happened to Marie? I'm like consistent weightlifting like you can't think that you're not going to bulk up unless you're a woman consuming massive quantities and potentially taking steroids like it's not going to happen but and we lift heavy right so what did you kind of notice between like we'll talk about when you first started walking and trails and then like your transformation of just fitness and the different things you tried and where was that on your journey of like was that a part of it before you stopped drinking Trails have, the, yeah, trails have always been my passion, my love. I think since I was 19, 20, it was the first time I was at Potato Creek. And yeah. that's where, and that's pulled me since. So, yeah, then there was 19, 20, then, and then, I'm sorry, what was that? Well, just how, like, the progression of fitness, like, what it kind of oh, went oh, to. Oh, okay, sorry. And then with, that was, that kind of stuck, but, you know, through alcoholism, you can't really work out sure, and stuff. Sure. So, when I did get sober, though the trails were my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. That is where I was at. You would not find me anywhere else. I mean, I walked thousands of miles and just kept going and going and going. And that's where my mind got right. That's where everything started coming, you like full circle. Like, okay, this is life. You know, you can move on from all these bad things. Yeah, sure, sure. And I think that's an interesting thing. Like a lot of times people don't realize when you give up an addiction, the time you spent thinking about it, doing it, the friends that you had, like, you better know what you're going to replace that with. Yeah. And there is something, normally and hopefully, it's some kind of physical fitness. Yeah. Because the endorphins that you are getting from the alcohol have to be replaced with the natural. Yep. And so I do always encourage people, like, find something like that. And a lot of times it is walking, and it's crazy how many times it's walking trails. Because the nature part of it just takes it to a whole nother level. So that's really cool. Now, was there, when you stopped drinking, you know, you talked about the 100-pound loss. Did that kind of start then? Was it the Holy losing moly. those calories? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of kick-started that? Yeah, it was crazy at the beginning. I mean, I just dropped 50 pounds, like, didn't even do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, whoo, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's <laughs> worth then, it. <laughs> then it all started coming back. Yeah. And I was eating sugar to replace the sugar. Yeah. And so oh, sure. all this ice cream, like, oh, yeah, I'm losing all this weight. I can eat all these things. And then my body was like, Whew. and it just was like this lull. 
Yeah. And I did the, I did all the things. I've done the classes. I've done drumming. We did drumming for, you know, a couple sure. of years and we did all that. And so I've always kind of gravitated towards exercise and exercise classes. But until I found those weights. Yeah. Until I found those weights, it was it's just it's a game changer. It is. It's yeah. such a different thing. And I think people don't often think about, which is really funny that you we say this, but especially for women, the strength of lifting heavy things just it transforms everything. Like you feel this strength emotionally because yeah. you're like, I can do that. I did that. I can do that. And there's something about, and I love it when women are like in their 40s and they start, because that's such a great time to start anyway. It really is. And it's like a whole nother like, this is this body that I thought, cardio, 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 cardio. Because you know, you, we've gone through the having babies, trying to lose the baby weight. having You know what I mean? And yeah. walking and running is an easy way to kind of stay. But it's just a different, right. it's such a different thing when you'll weight lift. And now talk about how the yoga kind of came about. I know you've always enjoyed yoga, but yeah. what made it kind of want to be an instructor? Um, oh, it's been such a journey. Um, I think yoga is where that's what centered me too through all the, the, the things and everything. And so I really grasped onto that. And at first it was just all about the poses and how I can do the poses. And then after years of just the meditation part and the breathing part and how it really just centers you and grounds you and brings you to where you need to be. Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, this is all good. I want to find out the anatomy. When my body started changing with us, and when I started doing all this, I wanted to learn to not hurt myself. Sure. And I wanted to, and I love it, and my love of that, I want to give to other people. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if I learn the right way and learn all these things, I can give back right. a little bit. Right, yeah. But yeah. And we have to specify, Marie took this crazy <laughs> online course. She said she was going to learn yoga, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then she's like, it, there's 50 tests, and I was like, wait, what? So you we have to go like, to hot yoga, Rachel. Oh, we do. We went to hot yoga. That was awesome. 103, guys, if you ever want to know what hot yoga is like. Remember, like, the first 10 minutes, we were both like... Looking at each other like... Our- I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking I might... If I think this through too much, I'm going to hyperventilate. This is a little much. And then the minute we started sweating, we're like, oh, this is we, great. We know what we're this doing. This is awesome. So now tell me about like the whole, and all of us, especially a lot of women listen, the progression of like, because I'm assuming as you're you know going back and forth between losing the weight, gaining the weight, whatever, what's your journey and relationship like with food? Like how has it been? And because I think we've all been through the ups and downs of it and I'll share mine too, but where like... Do you feel like, oh, crap, I tried that, I tried this, or what has worked? That's a good one. Um, I think it stems back from childhood because there was no food to be had. Okay. Um, There was a lot of wondering when the next meal was going to be for five, six, seven years. And so when we did get food, you know, it was like gorge. Right. And you just ate and you ate anything that you got. Right. So then as I got older and then when I got married to Pete, he's such a nurturer and all he wanted to do was take care of me. So yeah. he's like just feeding me. Oh. Like, I'm going to feed you steak and whatever you want. And so, yeah. and so I'm like, hey. Yeah. But so then it, I think it just morphed over the years into, you know, you do the family thing, you make the meals and you do that. But for me, there was always that background of mm-hmm. you have to eat this today because tomorrow be it's going to be gone yeah and it's so weird because you know there's food you know you can go buy the food you know you have the food you know what to eat 
but it's that for me it was a mental th- pull for me that sure. just always brought me back to go get that gallon of ice cream and just sit there and eat it and stare at the TV yeah yeah <laughs> because that's what made me feel good as a child sure one I was just gonna say I don't think we realize how much and, and you know you kind of think about it like you're like well you know my parents did the best they could and we had this issue where there wasn't food and so but we don't really sit there and go like your brain was growing yeah. at the same time that you were being shown that it might not be there tomorrow. Yeah. Like that is a pathway that gets so ingrained in your brain. And it's like you said, people think they're nuts because they're like, I literally have a fridge full of food, but I'm scared it'll be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that is such hard work to go through. Mm-hmm. And I try to encourage people because I know you and I have talked about like, and like I said, I'll share my own story, but it's like, Women, especially, I've learned, are very hard on themselves in that area. They're like, well, I want to I have this many macros and this many carbs and this much calories or whatever. And I'm not doing it right or whatever. And I'm always like, give yourself a lot of grace. Not only what you said with the upbringing, but the way that culture looks at us, yeah. expects of us. Like, I don't know if you remember, I just saw this thing on Instagram about, um, we used to always watch Brady Lunch. And Alice, the housekeeper. Yeah was her like description for the the um role that she was going to play as Alice was a 40 year old and we look at that now and we're like she looks 60 yeah she's portrayed as an old maid who's not married and it's like the 40 year old women now are supposed to be in the best shape of their life some of them are just starting to have kids like it's another it's a whole nother level it's a whole nother level yeah and I think that's where there has to be this degree of, and I hope that that's what we do in our classes, is it's like, I don't care what size or shape you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you're at on the progression. Let's start and get stronger. Yeah. And yes, there'll always be something you don't prefer about your body. Yes, there'll always be foods that you're like, oh man, why did I eat that again? But like, fuel it. Let's see it as fuel. Yes. And let's like do the work of whatever emotional baggage you have. Right. Mine came out during the divorce because I can remember always as a teenager, my mom, God bless her. But her favorite thing to say, I would be like, I'm fat. Like at 12 or 13, I would use the word fat. Mm -hmm. And she would say, it's just baby fat. Mm. Because I hadn't gone through like my adolescence starting and everything. But a child hears, yep, it's fat. Yeah, I don't care if it's a baby or an adult. or That word. Yes. And I, God bless her. She never meant anything by it. Oh, Oh, yeah. And she could have said the same thing to my sister or another girl, and it does not hit like it does you for some reason. Yeah. And I remember even in college, like, this struggle with, thank God I knew enough about nutrition to not starve myself, or I definitely would have went down that road. But it was like, I just never, never enough. It's never good enough. What can I fix? What can I tweak? What can I, you know? And then when the divorce happened, it was really in my face because... I didn't realize, um, and without even doing it, I ran. That was my thing. I went out to Potato Creek. The minute those kids were picked up by their dad, I went to Potato Creek. And I didn't want to come back until they walked in the door. So I ran till it was. But in the two years of the divorce, I, I mean, I'm normally like 125, 130 pounds. I was 99 pounds oh my at my lowest. Like, and I mean, I could freaking flat out fly. Like, and that's the part of it too. I know. You're getting a feet, you know, you're like, oh, this is working, right? Well, fast forward two years and I, and I didn't starve myself like, but food, I didn't care. Right. It was just so I could run. Like there was no enjoyment of it. Yeah. And, 
But I will say too, I would get on the phone, it like be on the phone with their dad or be on the phone with my mom talking. Anytime I talked about the divorce, and I'm not kidding you, Marie, I'd put the phone down and the entire kitchen was full of wrappers and I didn't remember eating anything. It was this 15 minute, like my brain just. Yeah, you're just side. And like I said, I'm so glad I knew enough about nutrition because I stood back and went, this, something's going on here. Yeah. And I remember always thinking women who talked about like anorexia or bulimia, they would say, it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a control thing. What are you talking about? So much control. But it was. It, it was my life is falling apart and this was I something. I can control this. Yes. And I can just remember being like, why did I just eat all that? Like I didn't even. But because of what was going on, I was still losing because I didn't, yes. it didn't matter what I consumed. It was like my heart rate was just racing all the time. And so fast forward two years and I continued to eat healthy and everything. And all of a sudden for six months, I couldn't stop putting on weight. Like it was just like, what is going on? Well, now doing the research, it's cortisol. Yes. I had so whacked my hormones by starving yeah. and running these crazy mileage. <laughs> But I look back and I go, I don't regret one minute of that. I know. Because I now have the tools to go. You learn through all of it. You learn through all of it. Yeah. And I try to encourage people like, this is a journey. And the worst thing you can do is compare. Mm -hmm. Or the worst thing you can do. And I'm not saying like we as women, like we're all, people are always like, Marie, you're And that's how I was when I come to you. I'm like, I want Rachel. I want what she has. Right. (laughs) And it's like, there's nothing wrong with seeing somebody and being like, Wow, they worked hard. And I love that about our classes because women are always encouraging each other. But it's like, you know, I could tell you right now, Addie's legs, Marie's arms. Like everybody has something. And probably for Addie, she's like, sometimes they feel too big. And I think sometimes I'm like, is my chest too manly? And it's like, you just have to be like, this is the body I have. I'm doing the best I can with it. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what goes on. Because I look at you and I'm like, God, I want your chest. I know, right? (laughs) And I look at Addie's legs and I'm a holy moly. (laughs) It's so funny how it's just such, you know, everybody always says the stay in your lane. And I'm like, okay, but we're not competing against each other. Yeah. Like, how about this is a relay? And yes, stay in your lane for the team, but we're we're doing the best we can to encourage each other. Together. Together. And I hope and I think that that's the vibe we have in our classes. Like, it's not this competitive. And I look at you and I'm just like, I remember saying to you, what do you want to do? And it's like, yoga. Yeah. And it, do, let's do it. I like, know. you know what I mean? Or what do you want to do? I want to be stronger but not bulky. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Like, and I think that's such a, when people embrace that and mm-hmm. feel that. And like you doing the races at Potato Creek. Yeah. I just feel like I came into a season of my life this year. And it was, just, everything just kind of morphed into this section of my life where it works. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just at a point where I just am oh good with it. I feel right. so strong. And like you were saying about the nutrition part, all of that through this last year with your help and helping me to realize that I'm fueling when you said that it kind of you know clicked with me. I never fueled my body. Yeah. I used food for to feel good. Yeah. And now this last year, using food to fuel your body, I feel that that's what's brought me here too. It's yeah. learning. And I'm right. still learning as of Christmas and all the keepers. Sure. Sure. I know. <laughs> so many keepers. No. Talk a little bit about like, we've, I mean, and we've mentioned it before, but the whole, like, when you make it, like you're saying 2023 was your year, what kind of pushback, and you don't have to like specify who it was, but do you get pushback? Because if you're a guy, nobody's going to push back on that. But if you're a woman, 
There's a whole lot of people going, why, I wish I could go to classes like that. Must be nice to be able to, you know, eat like that. Must be nice. Like, where do you think that comes from? And talk about, because it's hard. You and I have talked about it. When people that you love are saying these things, mm-hmm. you do stand back and go, well, crap, am I being selfish? What am I doing here? Yeah. So talk about how that, because I know that was a different, like that surprised you. Yeah, it really yeah. did. It hit me hard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that because at first I was pushing back. I'm, I'm, I was a mom. I was a grandma. Yeah. I did all the things. I took care of the husband. He had lunch, breakfast, dinner. I, you know, he's never touched laundry. And so finally it was my year. And I was like, everything fell on the line. He got his, the company, bought the company. Sure. And I was able to not work this last year. And so then they all saw me. I'm not doing the dinners. I'm not, laundry's not done every time you need it to be done. <laughs> Wait, daughter, what? Yeah, <laughs> and daughter's like, mom, I need you to sit. I can't, I'm busy. Mom, you know, this. And, and they, they, I remember at one point, Pete looked at me and he's like, so when you stop all this, oh, I, um, can we do something else? And I just remember looking at him and I'm like, babe, this is, this is life now. Yeah. This is our lifestyle and you're coming with, you right. have no choice. You're yeah. Coming. And he's, he used to be like claws, but you're now right. he's, he's willing now. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I talked about, there are some things like we talked about, like it's not that you change the fact that I'm always going to be a good wife. I'm always going to be a mom and a grandma that are here. But what that looks like, because being honest, the most loving thing is not the being the yes mom and the everything's great for you. And that's hard. It's so hard. Because there is a season where they're itty bitties and you are the, I am your whole life system. Like yeah. if I'm not here, you're not breathing. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> and you get so used to it that it's like, you don't realize, oh, now she's 20. Hmm. This probably needs to look different, but no, no. What person wouldn't be like, time out. I don't like this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I want old mom back. <laughs> and it's hard enough to navigate a relationship with a daughter because we're only 20 years apart. You know, she's 28. I'm 48. Yeah. And so there's a lot of similarities. Sure. With us. Sure. And so there's, there's, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, girl. I know. <laughs> no, I cannot come right now. <laughs> but they both, honestly, you know, over the last six months, they both have turned so supportive. Yeah. And especially Pete, he's really just been my anchor and my for me and that's it's funny because throughout our 30 years there's been so many ups and downs with us and to have him on my side throughout this it's like it's a whole new little love for him right yeah (laughs) I still love you well and I think too like you said like we talked about there are your core 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 people which a lot of times obviously spouse but a lot of times will be kids too that's how it is in my world and when they say something, it does matter. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked about that. Like, you can stand back and say, I appreciate you telling me that. I'm going to think it through. But I think the beauty of it is, and what I try to encourage other clients, is like, when you when you decide I'm making this change, it's really good to write down, like, these are the things that will never change. I will, these people matter to me. What they say, I will weigh it out. However, if someone outside your circle starts saying, a lot of times it's their own issue. And that's where you have to stand back and go, and you have to say it to them, but these are not my inner circle. Change is hard for everybody. Nobody likes change. Everybody wants their friend Marie to be their friend Marie who looks like this and does this and I can call for this. 
And some people won't be fans. But if they love you, like Pete and your daughter, they do want what's best for you. And they will push back if it's if they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But they still, at the very beginning, nobody likes change. No. Because it's like, wait, if you change, will you still love us? Mm. And I don't think we even think that, but it's yeah. in there. Yeah. Like you're going, oh. But it's like you said, that he's never going anywhere. Like that's an anchor and a core person that you've been there for him. He's been there for you. And so, yes, they will get used to that change. And when they see that you are like, this is what I want. Yeah. And they will get on board. And it, it's okay that there's a little bit of transition. And, but it is very hard, especially as a woman, to go. Because be, let's be honest. If, and I'm just using Pete as an example. I don't right. know Pete well enough to, I'm just saying, as a husband, like, if he or when he came to you and was like, I'm going to buy this business, there's going to be stressful days. There's going to be late nights. There's going to be, we don't question yeah. that. I know. But if it's a woman mm-hmm. who says, hey, you're going to have to bear with me in the next nine months, like, I'm doing a little something, something, yeah. and it's going to mean less organization. It's going to mean, people don't really like that. Yeah, he pushed back at the beginning, and and that was, it was weird. For me to have him react that way because then I automatically put my wall up and I'm like, yo, wait a minute. Yeah. I deserve this too. Sure. I worked out there with him at Ross. I did the whole, you know, thing with him, helping him, supporting him and doing that. And so once he kind of got on board and and turned his frame of thinking in, he was like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. She's done all this. I think that's what flipped it for him. Sure. And friends too, you know. Oh, yeah. And let's be honest, like, and I have not been married that long of a time, obviously. So it's like, but I can imagine, and I'm starting to see it, you know, as we age and stuff, like you get so used to like, this is what my wife or husband looks like. I love them. It is very hard if they start, because physical fitness affects everything. Yeah. And so you're like, well, they're more confident. Who, who are they seeing at the gym? What is that? I mean, that is human nature. It we is all human think nature. That. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so, it's so, it's amazing how you can from one minute go, gosh, I wish they'd get in shape to the next minute. Like, oh, mm, <laughs> what are they doing when they're not with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, that's marriage. Two people becoming the best them makes the best marriage. I said to him, because there was that. There was, yeah. We oh, talked about old, that. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, if you know me as the person I am, why would you think I would leave? And if I am going to leave, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Same goes for you, hun. Right. Like if this We're is, all capable. Yeah, you can yeah. turn around out and do whatever you're doing. Yeah. And you could do it too. So I, that's how I feel. You can't trap somebody and tell them you're not going to do this and you're this is how our life is gonna be together. If they're gonna go, they're gonna go. If they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. Yeah. And I think you know that best. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, a love that is that strong, it makes it through that stuff. Yeah. It makes that's, that's yes. why you stand at the altar and go for better for worse. People, I just wanna go. You have no idea what's coming. Like, you have no... (laughs) So much. (laughs) Because there's so much change. Like, you think about who you were at 20, and the fact that someone... And then what you are at 40, and 60, and whatever, and the fact that one person is willing to change and grow with you. Yeah. We have no clue going into it that it's... And it's amazing to me that any marriages make it. Like, nuts. (laughs) But... And I, I mean, I think that's so cool. What do you think? Because I appreciate that. You guys have been married how many years? Tell me the whole. Well, well this year will be dating 30 years, <gasps> but married. Oh my gosh. What is that? 1996. <laughs> that's 
that 23, okay. 20, yeah. wow. 24, So now what, tell us like along those lines of change and because you guys have seen a lot of ups and downs, what, what things pull you through that? Like what kinds of things in a marriage when it starts being like, I don't even know this person anymore. Do I even love them? Cause you feel that I'm not, I was just, I'll call it out for myself. Do you, did I make a mistake? Everybody thinks that there are a billion people in the world and you picked somebody at 19 <laughs> and it's like, what was I thinking? But so what are the things that you like have learned in those years that you can go, this is, this helps. I think just growing together mm-hmm. and learning to give each other your own space. Yeah. And when the times get really hard together and just, I know it's so cliche to say it, but this too shall pass Yeah, because it will. Yeah. And maybe just like, I feel like I know I shift my focus a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if it's really bad between us or we are just not meeting and we're butting heads constantly, I, I shift my focus and I'll focus on a part of um, that week. I'm going to do my plants all week and yeah. whatever. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And just do something else for the week and kind of off of him Yeah, and give him his space. And I think that's where we both... Um, come together with that is just he's learned to give me my space and I him and know that two weeks if we're not talking too much and we're passing in the night or whatever we always seem to come back and make sure we connect yeah and that's so huge I think that's beautiful because it's like I heard somebody say once that a marriage is very similar to like the raising a child in the fact of like think about when you're married one year it's like a one-year-old like your marriage is a one-year-old and you think about like that first year is such a shit storm. <laughs> Sorry for those who don't like swearing. Sorry about that. But it's like, I mean, think about that first year of a first, like that's, and I think we go into marriage and like, the first year is going to be awesome. And then it's like when people hit their, like, they, they feel like they're kind of in a stride. They've been married 10, 12 years. Do you remember raising a teenager? Like all of a sudden in your marriage, it's the 13 year old and you're like, I don't like you. I don't want to look at you. You stink. Do not breathe. Don't, I don't want to hear you chew. (laughs) Like, and that's how you feel towards a teenager, right? They're that. And I think if you can stand back, like you're saying, when your kid goes through the teenage years, yeah, you tell your friends, I would sell that kid in five seconds. But you never would. Right. But we don't think like that with marriage. No. And I think it's because it's, maybe it's not your blood. It's not your offspring. You feel like it's throwawayable. Yes. Yeah. But I think if you can think that way, like... If this were my kid and they were this annoying, right? <laughs> Would you get rid of them? And you wouldn't. And it, and then like two weeks later, you're like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Yeah. And I think for me, that's keeping a journal is huge. Yes. That please, God, don't ever let anybody find. But it's like that true. Because then I can look back and go, oh, two weeks ago, I thought he was the greatest thing ever. And that's what I I think I'll do is I think back to of what we started, what started us off on what happened. And then I always have to do that. It's just one of those things. And I always play back and play back. And I'm like, okay, well then, and learn from it. Try, just try so hard to learn and not do it over again. Yeah. Because we did years of repeats. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, it's just like, just go, move on. Yeah. Let it go. I heard two things. One, like you're saying with the repeat thing, is to really like Nate and I have things where there are certain things he says that I could um cut him in the jugular and so I was like (laughs) if you could just not say that one set like that sends me and so we'll have coats like I'll you know I love that mm -hmm, because I'm like even if I say the words if you say that one more time 
It's already elevated. Yeah, yeah. So, well, like a joking kind of thing. But the other thing I heard somebody say was, when you're starting to argue, hold hands. And if you will physically touch, it will so dissipate. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Because think about that. If you're arguing with your kid and you, like, grab them and hold yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different, totally it's a whole different, different thing. And I'm like, that's so good. But it, in the moment, no, we just, don't. I, I love that. <laughs> but in the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna squeeze his hand so that's hard. That's when you first said it. I thought I'm gonna hurt him. If I I Should I make a fist though? Is that the best we can do? No, I love that because physical touch is very hard for me because I wasn't hugged or anything as a child, you know. Sure. So I really didn't have that, and that's one of his biggest things. It's like he wants me to hug so him. So many and, guys are physical yes, touch, I and know. I'm just. I know. <laughs> but I really have been working on that. And then with couples yoga and the touch. Oh, I didn't know there was yes. such a time out. There's couples yoga? So good. You're going to come. <gasps> Nate is too. He just doesn't know yet. Oh my gosh. We're totally going. <laughs> so yeah, you're so. like doing moves, but you touched her? Yes. And oh, it's quite physical. It. And yeah. And it's, oh. it's so good. And what you take home and do, you go do, girl. But That's right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want at home. But it's, it's couples just, yoga. Yeah. It's good just to like have, and like, like you're saying, it just to hold somebody's hand through madness it's hard for me to hold somebody's hand through being happy yeah so but then when you're having the other emotion that's brilliant. i love that i like it yeah okay tell me a little bit about and maybe you haven't even thought this so i'm putting you on the spot what are you thinking towards with your yoga like what what's your goals do you have do you kind of know where you want to go with that or right now are you just like i'm a sweet yoga teacher and that's good enough <laughs> i would love that yeah <laughs> um I think with your encouragement, to be honest, I think I'm going to move forward. Yeah. And yeah. keep going because it was a personal journey. Yeah. It was just something for me to learn the anatomy and all that kind of thing and stuff. But now I'm like, I see these women and they say to you, you're like, I've only done yoga once or twice. I love this. Yeah. And I'm just in my head going, oh my gosh, I want to show you and I want to give you and I want to. Yeah. So yeah, I think that just giving back is what I yeah I think that one else for that. sure no no well and I think it's so cool when I'm anytime because there's been different seasons where I've done it you know three or four times a week I'm always amazed at how much like I stand like when I'm walking I stand yeah. straighter I pull my chest for like it's like you just feel this confidence and I find people say that about classes too like in um they take my strength classes enough and they're just like I can't believe how much more the like, mental. I'll just pick stuff up at the store yeah. and I can get it out of the trunk. Nobody's got to help me. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's crazy that you, it does something mm-hmm. when you're just like, I literally, not that we don't need people, but right. I'm not counting on somebody. Like I can do this. And that's a huge gift. And that's what I came to you for was I remember, that's what I said to you on our first one-on-one. I'm like, Rachel, I just want to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I know, right? Yeah. So cool. It's so cool to watch too, because, um, you know, we have like a lot of our, you know, um, regulars come to class and, and I even remember saying this to Nate, like when you first start your journey, especially with lifting, you feel like you're just kind of like, and I hope this encourages people like, yeah. I just went to class. I didn't feel any stronger. I didn't, and it's like one day you wake up and you're like, what the what? Look it took that. me. What, six, eight months before I even realized what was going on. But then all of a sudden you're like, and then it just keeps building. Like it's like, it's like compound interest. At first you're like, well, that's not, that's a penny. And then you're like, well, crap, I have a million dollars. Like (laughs) what just happened? And I think that that's why people will quit. And I'm like, you have to be consistent. Yeah. And I'm like these, all these six week challenges. I'm like, that's BS. Like give yourself a year. Yeah. 
If you start today and in one year you can't tell me one good thing that's come from that, then quit and never exercise that's right. again. Yeah. But I'm pretty never sure gonna happen. I'm, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. And I think and those are the things that first six months it's it's not that things aren't changing, but it's like sleep. Yeah. Certain like rings will be looser. Certain clothes you're like, hmm, yeah. I'm not uncomfortable. You know, your a personal trainer saying, Hey, look at you, Marie. <laughs> that's right. Oh Marie. <laughs> and then it's the six or eight months where you go, crap, now I can see it. You know, then 12 months, then 15 months, and it just keeps. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think people, you know, I always, and, and I joke with me, I'm like, if people could see the kind of change you think you're going to see in six weeks, I would be a cabillionaire. Oh, God. Like. Could you imagine? <laughs> it. How long do you think it took you to get like that? That's what I told Pete because he struggles with his belly and, you know, all oh, the sure. And I said, Look how many years you've been doing this to your body. Look how many times you've done this. And, and right. you're, you're doing this for two weeks and you're mad. That you're not I know. Sure. <laughs> it's like, it's going to take a little longer now. Oh, that's funny. I know. And it's, ho- it's hard because you want people like, but what I try to tell them too is the longer it takes to change, the longer it lasts. That's, that's good. Like that really slow change. You have to pretty much like you start getting in that rhythm a year in and two years in. It takes a lot to fall off the off track. Yeah. Like you can miss classes for a couple weeks. You miss classes for a couple weeks at the beginning and just the mental alone is like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. But you miss classes after two or three years. Yeah. And it's like, I can do two weeks and I'll be right. I'm I'm dying to get back in yes. there. Yes. Yeah. And I always tell people when you get to the point that your day off is your hardest day, then you then you've gotten somewhere. Like the day off is the day where you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to take my day off. <laughs> and I know we've talked about that. Rest is so hard now, but it's so important. All right. I get to ask you the famous three questions, Marie. What's the one thing you want your people to say they remembered most about you? Oh, wow. I should have thought about that. <laughs> no, I love it when it's just. Um, just that I loved a lot. I felt a lot for all the people that I was always around or encountered and that I was just a good person who, who loved. Yeah. I guess that's all I can say. For sure. For yeah. sure. Well, you can definitely tell it with your yoga because, I mean, you want to give back and that's huge. Um, if you knew today was your last day on earth, how would you spend it? I gather all my little grandbabies <laughs> and my hubby and my daughter, my close little families, and yeah. we would definitely go to the mountains. Yeah. We would definitely, any, I guess not just the mountains outside yeah. and just be with them in nature. Yeah, yeah. I know we didn't talk as much about you and Pete have done a ton of hiking. That's like the new thing. Yeah, it's so awesome. Any big trips planned? What's the um, next one? His 50th is this year and mm-hmm. I left it to him. Oh, So he gets to choose. We do one big trip a year. Yeah. So yeah, oh, he gets fun. to choose. And I think he's heading towards Alaska, so we'll see. Like, will you do, like, a cruise or, like, you'll hike and stuff while you're there? Oh, no. We will drive the van. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell them about the van. You got this new Choice. van that's a... Oh, yeah. The camper van. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah. What you would have... That would be a little while that you'd have we to... We would have to have, like, two full weeks. Oh, for sure. To get up drive there. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's the most beautiful... Like, it's the number one cruise destination is Alaska. A lot of people do cruises. Yeah. But I, I'm not a cruisy person. Yeah. I'm not to be stuck on a boat. Yeah. Too many yeah. people that we have to talk to. for yeah. that. <laughs> uh, what one piece of advice would you give someone in a really tough stretch of life right now? So your hardest life moments, what would you say to people? 
And I have to go back to that whole cliche, this too shall pass. Yeah. And you did it before, you can do it again. Yeah, for sure. Shift your focus to the good stuff. Yeah. Don't stay with the bad. Right. I think one of the coolest things you said that I've not thought about, and whether it's like if it's a hard time with kids or a hard time beating an addiction or a hard time, you know, whatever, picking something else for that week to focus on, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. And like you said, it could be, I'm going to just do a lot of trail walks this week. I'm going to take care of my plants. I'm going to clean all my closets. I'm I'm going to deep clean everything like that. Because then you look up and you're like, oh, because whatever it was, it could have been hormones. It could have been seasonal depression. It could have been your husband's chewing too loud, whatever. And (laughs) it's like, it does move you through it. It's like, I'm going to shift it this week. And I love that because it's a week. A lot of times people just think too far. Like, I'm going to, you know, train for a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, calm down. Just pick something. Let's go easy. You already have enough stress. Calm down. Well, that's awesome. I love it. And Marie, don't, um, as soon as you decide your low yoga schedule, I will just advertise the heck out of it. I'm so excited. Thanks for being so honest and sharing so much. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate you.